Blog Talk Radio. This is Creativity in Play. I'm Steve Dahlberg. And I'm Mary Alice Long. You can find us online at creativityinplay.com. Follow us on Twitter at Creativity Play and at Facebook as well. And you can also find the podcast on iTunes. Our guest today on Creativity in Play is Piers Folks, Editor-in-Chief and Founder of PSFK. Here's folks. Welcome to Creativity and Play. Great to be with you guys today. Thanks. Well, first of all, tell us what PSFK is and what were you doing before you started it? Sure. So uh, PSFK, uh, we're, as a company, we are a trends and innovation company. But um, the way we present ourselves is that we are a go-to resource for creative professionals. Um, and what that means is we are uh, we we have a, we're a pu- publishing company. Uh, we have a website where almost a, a million credit professionals a month uh, access you know the 30 to 40 articles we publish every day. We um, we have an events business. We do large conferences and smaller salons, uh, which are focused on inspiring our audience. And then we have a consultancy business where we provide advice to. Um, some very well-known companies about what's happening in the trend space and provide uh, ideas for their business. And uh, what did I do before this? I don't know. I, I've been doing this for so long. Uh, when I moved from London to New York in the, uh, I don't know, almost 10 years ago, um, and whilst I was hustling to try to find uh, a job, um, I suppose back in advertising, I... Um, I didn't really want to go back work. Didn't want to go and work in advertising again, really. And so what I did is, I um, I start. You know, there's this whole blog movement was happening about seven, eight years ago, and um, I, I got caught up with that wave. And uh, lots of people were experimenting in this space. And uh, we uh, started to write. You know, I started to write about the things I was seeing in New York, the interesting things that were happening in New York, and. Um, what happened is, as I started publishing them on a website called PSFK, uh, some of my friends wanted to write about their cities and what was happening in their cities. And so I, you know, we collaboratively uh, wrote about interesting things, signs of change, emerging ideas in our different cities, and uh, that grew and grew. And the name? And the name. Well, that's another story. Um, P, it's... It's the initials of uh, myself and my friend Simon uh, from a previous business. Uh, when I came to New York and uh, when I set up the website, I um, I decided to save myself 25 bucks by using a URL I already had, and because uh, I didn't think it was going to go anywhere, and I didn't think it was going to ever anybody would ever have to remember uh, how to spell it or anything like that. So uh, I didn't call myself trend hunting or anything like that. I, you know, it's just, we just, I just, um, use the URL at hand. Piers, what it, I've been, uh, asking people the question, what is your play philosophy? And I wonder what your play philosophy is and how that might look in other parts of the world too, or, for instance, is Sao Paulo in Brazil different in terms of play and creativity and innovation than New York or London or in China? 
Yeah. So what is your play philosophy? How, how, how how's everybody else answered this? Um, a huge variety of ways. Mm-hmm. So what's your personal take on that? And no wrong answer. Yeah, no wrong. Oh, good. No uh, wrong okay. answer. Shake it out. <laughs> well, I think um, what the website is is it's a uh, it allows me to uh, to basically uh, fulfil an obsession. I spend my life just looking at things and exploring new ideas and either reading or visiting events or listening to people or meeting people and uh, basically what the site does is it you know it's my little corner where um myself and obviously other people um can share those ideas and really you know that's the fun I have you know and as, as I said it is an obsession that you know I've worked 14 hours a day for the last 6 7 years um just constantly trying to share ideas and things that which 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 have um popped up on my radar um and it really is it's not to i don't expect people to uh react i don't expect people to agree with me i just like to create some reaction um and i think you know that whole you know obsession has allowed me to to do something which i enjoy which is fun and um I think really kind of you know, and and the great thing about New York is there's a whole bunch of, of us crazies who are, um, you know, who can push each other on, um, to do these things, you know, whilst in the rest of the world and maybe in places I come from, like, like London, uh, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to uh, to experiment in the way I did. So in New York. That sounds like um, it's brought out some crazy obsessions on your part and others to look at all these different ideas that I see on the website for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but does that look different, say in in Brazil or in China, or is that is pretty much uh, is there a blend globally about you know looking at creativity and play and bringing that into uh, all the different sectors of health and advertising well, and marketing. Yeah, I think yeah. I think you know um, there are certain cities in the world which allows some la- um, lateral inspiration and la- and allows for that sort of lateral intake of inspiration. Um, and there's plenty of other cities in the world where um, everything is still rather literal. And even with the, some of the companies I work with, you know, they still want to be faster. Better, thinner, um, even when the game changes, and um, I think there are some so there's some hubs where people understand that to to be inspired, you have to look beyond your existing business, your industry, and um, you need to look you need to look look at other industries, other projects. And you've got to meet people of you know varying t- of different types of people to really kind of get to new ideas. And um, I suppose you know technology, the technology game is uh, an example. So um, I would have, you said mentioned China. I'm sure there's some technology companies out there who are trying to do you know be the next Sony, um, and they're trying to do that by having the the best. Pixel vision and the, be- and the thinnest televisions and um, and so forth. But um, you know, you see companies such as Apple, 
who, you know, they change the game. Google changes the game. It's it's not necessarily about having the best crystal vision. It might be actually about the services on there and the ease of um, swapping your entertainment out. Um, and I think probably that's, that's what the opportunity is. That's what hubs like um, New York allow is to, to kind of step back and reconsider and think about what else is happening and um, and use that to kind of innovate So talking about the inspiration that comes from looking beyond your industries, your your website really is just an amazing example of that. I, I kind of think of it as a romp through these amazing, creative, cutting-edge examples of technology and innovation and engagement and design. Mm-hmm. And you're, like you said, you're you're working on this many, many hours a day, every day. So what are some of the examples that you're most excited about that you see in, in all of that great diversity that you're pulling together from many different sectors and sources? And yeah, that's a good question. You know, so you know, every day there's this cacophony of uh, uh voices and this sort of this this chorus of ideas which get presented and uh, you know, what we tend to write about is new ideas on the on the edge. Um, you know, we're big subscribers of this idea that really, you know, the future is here. Uh, you know, you just got to kind of you got to look for it, and um, I think you know the ideas that get presented on PSFK. When you add it all up, when you analyze it, when you look for patterns, you will see um, you will see um, you will you will see the trends. You'll see signs of you know where the future is. So. Um, I mean, I think you know the stories that we've that we that we cover can be everything from, I suppose you know the uh, an event we held recently was about transmedia storytelling, which is very interesting for us. So it's the idea of telling stories across different media. And I suppose in the past we were normally told a story in one medium, whether it's TV, to, um, film, uh, on the web, and we're beginning to see different people experiment where. A story moves from a, a TV, shall we say, onto to an uh, online experience. Um, I held an event in LA um, two weeks ago, and what was interesting there is that they think very differently about this than they than they do in New York, where I suppose New York has a publishing mentality, whilst um, LA has a kind of long-form entertainment mentality, and so they think of a the, the arc of the story, and they think about a lengthy story with backstory and a well thought through characters and and how those you know the community can get involved whether online or offline and um in events in forums and so forth whilst in new york it's a it's a short term type of uh, storytelling the story takes place within twenty five minutes within a thirty second ad uh, traditionally and um there's discussion about how you know it's, it's, it's interesting to see the difference now how a story would then go online or a story would go onto your phone how a story takes place whilst you're walking around in the street through your phone as well and so I think and that was one of the interesting things themes that we picked up in the last couple of weeks is this idea of transmedia storytelling oh, I just heard a report before we came on about how many people are not comfortable with moving beyond the boundaries or into these new technologies and your example that you just gave about 
moving into storytelling in different media um, might be one example of how to engage people who might not otherwise want to go into these new technologies or try something because they're afraid they won't do it right. Um, how would you encourage people who are, are not comfortable, you know, those after, say, age 30 who who don't, um, haven't well, I, I, embraced no, it, totally? It, I think it's the storyteller's um, challenge, not the uh, audience's challenge. Um, but the storyteller should look at what's changing, uh, how, what the, how the behavior is changing. And, you know, the truth is there's a lot of people sat at home with a, an iPad or a tablet on their lap whilst the TV is playing, or they're on their phone whilst the TV is playing, of any age. And, you know, as soon as you realize that, then um, different stories can be played and still different stories can be told um, through those different mediums. We all carry our phone. You think about, you know, just to add to that, the number of people who reportedly use their phone during shopping whilst they're shopping. I mean, people are already using this technology. I think if you suddenly said to them, hey, we now want you to like listen to this movie, watch a movie um, on your phone, people would think, well, I never... They will think, um, that's not part of my behavior. But in reality, people are integrating technology within their kind of day-to-day behavior anyway, and they're probably just not consciously thinking about it too much. Some of the reports um, that you that you, you guys have done some reports on sort of the future of different topics, and a couple of them are, are sort of in the social sector around health and and global global issues called the global pulse in, in your report. Um, what are those about, and, and why why is TSSK involved in those kinds of projects as well as the sort of creative industry stuff that you've been talking about previously? Um, yeah, so. Uh, we've produced a number of reports, future of retail, future of health, uh, future of real-time information. We've had to do the real uh, retail report again. Um, what what tends to happen with PSFK is that, you, I mean, there's a tsunami of ideas every day that kind of um, that hits the readers. And often they want to know what does it all mean. And, in fact, that's what we do for our, our clients. So for our clients, we... That's how we really get paid is telling people what it all means. But what we want to do is kind of bring that sort of kind of thinking to our audience. And so we work with um, UNICEF and the United Nations in terms of uh, producing two reports which we thought would have um, a, a, a large impact and a positive impact. I mean, we have a higher goal, which is to inspire people to make things better. And um, uh, so... With the health report, we knew basically UNICEF came to us and said, we have an issue which is um, coming up with innovation which would help remote healthcare workers within the developing world. Um, and so we said to them, well, why don't we look at innovation where health kind of meets technology and look at some of the themes that are taking place in that area um, and then we'll see, see how we can bring new ideas to UNICEF and to those healthcare workers. So we spent a number of uh, some time, gathered a lot of data, and we came up some, with, with some great themes. And then from we created this book called The Future of Health. And then what we did is we went to a whole bunch of advertising agencies in New York and around the world, and we asked them to respond to those themes. Um, and they came up with creative ideas 
that uh, UNICEF then um, shared with their partners, shared with governments and that, um, education, and some of those agencies then went on and did uh, produced um, ideas. Um, so, for example, we talked about um, um, in the report how to communicate to people who aren't online. How, um, we talked about infographics and so forth, and there's this agency called um, BMB in New York um, who created this info blanket. Now, if you can imagine um, a picture of a, a woman in a developing world with their child swaddled, uh, wrapped around them as they go about their day-to-day -day business, um, basically what the agency did is they created, they, they took inspiration from the fact that a lot of these blankets already have uh, religious script or local script on it. And they basically turned, they, they added infographics that would allow um, uh, a, a local woman to um, uh, understand the health of their baby um, during the um, health of their baby um, as the baby grew. So the information would tell you how big the baby should be, how many times a day you should uh, feed the baby, you know, and a few other sort of pieces of information in local dialects. Um, and, and that was really interesting to see how our inspiration would then kind of translate, would be used by a creative agency to translate into uh, this blanket. So, and what's happened is this blanket has, is being produced by this agency, BMB, and they're going to Uganda, I think even next week, um, to distribute these blankets um, and see the impact of these blankets and so forth. I think um, Fast Company might actually be picking up the story as well. Here's, I was very, uh, as I was exploring the PSFK site, I was really taken with the purple list and um, interchanging ideas there. And I wonder um, what you can say about that purple list and how people can, who are listening and will listen to mm -hmm. this interview, can interact and explore new ideas there. Yeah. I think um, the purple list is a uh, project in constant development. Um, it is a collection of ideas, people, um, and it basically started four or five years ago when I realized I had a lot of friends who were looking for work, whether freelance work or looking for full-time work, and I didn't have enough work for them, so I thought, well, I can use the power of PSFK by putting, them in, uh, putting my Rolodex up on the website. Um, and so for a couple of years it existed as this kind of Rolodex where you can uh, find interesting people and hire them. Um, more recently, I, uh, we, we changed this so you can actually, be, it becomes more of a question and answer service, so which I know is very vo in vogue right now. But um, we basically we have a, a select number of people and other people can come along and ask them questions on topics. It could be a ge about geography. It could be about a market and so forth. And really the idea is to kind of um, create an exchange, create a marketplace which allows, um, which allows the flow of information. PSFK doesn't take any uh, fee from any of this. It's just like create a, create a, create a space where... Um, our readers can benefit whether they're the readers asking questions or they're, they're the readers answering the questions. 
Um, and you know, and and there are still challenges with that. And um, but it's a sort of you know, it's part of our kind of playful attitude. Is you know, I think in the past, um, people would you know, a company, a, a trends research company would never um, publish their information, and they would never publish their list of contacts. You know, and I think you know if you think it's about play, you know, our playful nature is, and our cha- and our challenging nature is to put every- turn everything on its head and go. Actually, the benefit of us publishing stories we like, and the benefits of us sharing the sharing con- our contacts, um, will actually uh, reap us greater rewards. So, as you think about all of those people, and in, in- Many of whom are sort of your your rolodex of contacts and friends and colleagues, mm-hmm. and all of the really interesting people that you bring together in face to face events. Who who are some of your favorite thinker doers that you admire most, and 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 what are they involved with? Um, you can't ask me that. I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss somebody. Um, let's talk about just. Uh, let me just um, touch upon. Um, some of the people at um, the last conference we did in New York at the Museum of Jewish Heritage downtown. And um, there's some very interesting people. We had um, Aaron Dignan, who is a um, strategist within the digital space, um, and he has been exploring uh, views of gaming um, within you know the workspace, within marketing, within service, and so forth. He's just come up with a... Uh, a new, he's come out with a new book. He's very interesting. Uh, we have Rachel Stern. She's the chief digital officer of New York City, and she's been looking at how to, you know, how to use technology to really kind of get people to participate, and then through that participate, uh, participation, improve the services that the um, city provides. Um, we had people from. We had the guys who um, created the service Airbnb. Airbnb is a play, uh, website which allows you to um, travel to a city and rent someone's room or rent someone's apartment whilst you stay there, rather than use a hotel. Um, it's a fantastic service. I use it all the time when I travel. Um, so Joe Gabia came and um, spoke and talked. To, he gave a very personal story about how he set that company up. Um, you know, and we had the guys from Kickstarter. We had Yancey from Kickstarter, one of the founders, and uh, him and I. We had a chat at the start of the conference, and we talked about his motivations. And um, you know, the, the Kickstarter is this site which allows sort of this uh, crowd fundraising for projects, um, and it has um, funded so many tremendous arts, culture, and technology projects as a result. Um, it really kind of changing the way uh, a lot of cultural product gets created today. So there's, there's a few people. I, go check out, check out the videos from the last conference. That's what I can say. Yeah, they're all up on the site for free. And, and I, I was at that event, and I can vouch for those people you just mentioned. I thought they were great, and, and uh, we hope uh, to have Aaron Dignan scheduled next week for an interview on this show as well. And uh, his video, like you just said, is, is available on your website, tsfk.com, which is with a great presentation about gaming and play and learning, which is a topic we've talked about several times on this show. Mm-hmm. So it would be great to have him on as well, sort of speaking to that personally. 
But yeah, yeah, he's he's a fantastic speaker, and uh, yeah, I've I've heard him speak a few times, and um, he he what's impressive is his studied approach in terms of gaming. You know, he tries to avoid he doesn't he avoids the word gamification, and he tries to look at the real reasons why people uh, play. Um, and we, I've encountered this time and time again um, experts in the industry who are worried about um, kind of the faux gaming, creating mechanisms which engage us, which are game-like, but in fact, actually, at the end of the day, don't give us joy, fun, reward, and so forth. And I think it's a, that's a big issue currently within that whole gaming space and how it's been applied. Do you think, Piers, that uh, the innovation and in technology is leading us into many new playful kind of relationships? What are they? I, th- I think if you think about um, what um, location-based technology has done, I think it's uh, definitely changed our behavior. Um, you know, and we let, we can use you know the sort of standard example, we look at Foursquare and just have a look at how that's affected our behavior, whether it's going out on a night out or whether it's going to an event. You know, I went to South by Southwest and using Foursquare allowed me to meet new people. It allowed me to meet old friends I haven't seen for a while just by knowing they were close by or in proximity. They also It also allows me to find the best restaurants and things like that. You know, it's sort of... Uh, allows me to kind of play, I mean, that's the whole point, it allows me to play in a city that either I don't even know about. Um, and that's the great thing about that sort of technology. And you see it kind of applied in various different ways. And just allows, you know, mobile technology and these sort of contextual services um, allow us to engage each other in this really interesting way. Um, there are issues, but... Um, um, you know, this access to each other and access to information about each other is really interesting. Really, It's going to create some very rich opportunities for us and ways we engage and play. Thank you. So in the last uh, minute or so that we have, what is something we should be paying attention to, picking up on some of these different trends and topics and people that you've shared what should we put our attention to? Um, what should we do? For <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I'm, I'm just the guy who serves up the ideas. For you to um, to take these ideas and do with them as you wish. I think, um, I mean, I think the whole theme behind the series is uh, the play is very important um, and allowing people to kind of explore their creativity um, and ideas. I think, um, I think you know, and um, it's you know through that sort of through that sharing some of those connect that connectivity that we've seen the, the greatest change. Having done the uh, future real time report for the United Nations, only two three weeks later, we see how uh, people can connect and um, people can, you know over political issues in their countries and create change and. Um, I think you know that connections really uh, how people are connecting and how people are using those connections are really important, really interesting right now. And we encourage our listeners to pay attention to psfk.com as well and and what you're up to. 
and uh, thank you very much for joining us on Creativity and Play today. Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Uh, Piers Fawkes is editor-in-chief and founder of PSFK. You can listen to this show and previous shows again and find more information about our guests and coming shows at creativityandplay.com and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and iTunes. Creativity and Play is a production of the International Center for Creativity and Imagination in partnership with the National Creativity Network. I'm Steve Dalbert. And I'm Mary Alice Long. Thank you, Piers, for joining us.